The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. They're America's number one sportsbook with an easy-to-use app that's safe and secure. And when I win, I get paid out in as little as two hours. And this season, FanDuel Sportsbook is making betting easy for everyone. With great promos like risk-free bets, enhanced odds markets, same-game parlays, and more. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. Massive, massive show today. It is Tuesday. It is the day we go through the full slate, talk about every single game. Me and my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Mr. Simon Hunter. Hello, friend. Oh, Chad. Listen, we just had our longest prep meeting ever, our pre-show meeting Matt Mitchell gave us so many notes for the rundown, almost all of it prompted by feedback from fans. As I have said, feedback is a gift. We love getting it. Reminder, we're going to run through the full slate. We're going to talk about our Simon Says bet. We're going to probably get to a foxhole. We'll probably do big balls bet on Thursday when we narrow down the slate. We will do scooch roulette. Couple of things that people really weighed in on. I said a couple of weeks ago, people said they didn't like having Tina, our voice of scheduling. Arizona Cardinals are back on their bullshit. I said, if the silent majority speaks up, she'll come back. The silent majority has spoken. Most of you get that Tina is there to tell you what the next game is. She's the traffic cop. People like her, they want her. I've gotten a lot of personal DMs about it. We're bringing Tina back. Let's do this. Number two, people have asked a lot about the show Convince Me that we reference on the podcast. Convince Me is a live show. It is not a podcast. It is a live show that we do on the Action Network HQ Twitter handle and on the Action Network YouTube page on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern. It's me, it's Simon, it's other Action Network experts, Sean Kerner and Chris Raybon. The three of them try to convince me, Chad, what bets I should make that day, what player prop, what side I should make, and what total I should make. The three of them compete. I make the choice based on their analysis. It's a really fun show. It's 30 minutes, not a podcast, live show. You can only get it at 11 a.m. and after. You can get it through the rest of the day. That's two. A lot of people were getting tired of the Mike Tomlin drops. What? What? Not that they don't like them. They just want a new ones. Matt Mitchell has spent hours bringing in new Tomlin drops. I hope you enjoy them. That's right, Chad. I actually spoke to Coach Mike Tomlin about this. I told him that our listeners thought that he had lost his edge and that his clips were redundant and weren't fun anymore. So here's what he had to say about that. So be it. We set responsibility for that. We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December. 
we're going to go in attack mode because we have to, because that's what's required. Let's go, Matt. Three. Simon, if I'm missing anything, let me know. Three, our final picks. We're getting so many questions about our final picks. What we do like for the five, because we'll talk about the full slate today. We'll narrow down on Thursday. Sunday morning, Simon and I choose our five. I put those in the Action Network app on Twitter. You can download it for free. You can follow me. You can get them. Simon also puts them out on Twitter. So you can see them on Twitter. You can see them in the app. What we are going to do, because clearly we're not doing this right. We're going to create a new handle, a new profile in the Action Network app. Again, download it for free. It's super easy. When you've downloaded it, there's a little button at the bottom that says follow. We are going to create a handle that says the faves five, the faves five. That's where we will start putting our picks. Matt Mitchell, I blame you. Bad producing. We should have done that from the very beginning of the year. Yeah, we'll see you guys next September. Yeah, (laughs) see you in September. I don't know what the fuck you were thinking. Finally, let's do a quick review of what happened this past weekend because it was consequential. One of your five big bets of the year, Los Angeles Chargers plus three and a half. There wasn't a moment in that game where I didn't think the Chargers were going to cover that game until overtime. They were just the better team, like the entire game. They were doing better things. I was a little worried after that kickoff when they didn't score. It seemed like their play calling, like inside the five, they became a different team. And that was frustrating. We haven't talked about it at all. I did not want it. We didn't text about it. We didn't slack about it. We didn't talk about it on Sunday. We have not discussed it. This town is a make you town, is a break you town. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Holy shit. Upsetting. I don't even know. I still don't have to say. Like, I wish I didn't bet. I really do. I wish this was a fictional show that I didn't place real money because that was just a kick, kick in the face. I mean, I've, I've had a few times in my life I had other people reach out to me after a bet and make sure I'm okay. I feel like I got flooded with people like I was like on suicide watch and it wasn't even that bad. It was just like stunned. Every time someone says analytics, an angel loses its wings. And <laughs> I'm not a huge social media person in the first place, but there are certain words I'll just blacklist. And I added that to the list. That's my mute. I muted the word on Twitter because I just can't take it anymore. I am all about analytics. I'm all about the math. Like, I think that's the biggest thing they've added to football is that's that's how you win games. The Eagles Super Bowl run with Doug Peterson, we won because of analytics. He, he was going for it on fourth downs, but he wasn't going for it every fourth down. And you can say what you want about that Chargers game. There is no analytics in the world you can find that before halftime, you don't kick a field goal there. You have the ball at the other in the Chiefs territory. If you kick a field goal, you're up seven for the Chargers. That's a key number, seven. There is no field position there. It's before halftime. Okay, it's not as if you miss the field goal. It doesn't matter. The, the, the half's over. That's why you go for it on fourth down because you're already pinning the team back defensively. So that means, yeah, if it's the middle of the third quarter, go for it on fourth down. If it's fourth and two at the two, yes. I mean, it still makes me sick to my stomach thinking about it, but that's what's being a pro is I chased hardly on Saturday and I got all the money back, thank God. But it was all rage bet. Like I told you guys on, I think it was Friday, a professional I knew was betting UAB, which is some college football game. So I bet that took all the winnings, put it on the Colts. And it was just pure fuck the system, fuck the public. Like these assholes are giving me my money back. And I, I was just bummed out because, again, like, you know, it is we do this show. I'm giving out the clients. It's just a lot of people are relying on my info when it misses like that, where you're feeling good the entire game. It's 
it's the worst feeling. Luckily, we, we bury it. We move on. But no, I'm, I'm probably going to spend another 100K on therapy trying to get over that game. We did. We, we did bury it. And I also, like you, look, if, it, if, if the Chargers had gotten blown out in that game, I would feel bad. But the Chargers were in that game and we got burned by sort of really outside the lane thinking that even for a game in which we expect outside the lane thinking, it was outside those lanes. I, like you, bet the Colts heavy at two and a half. I bet it. I made my money back. We had Indy in the contest. We had the Chargers. The next day we had Denver and Atlanta. That didn't work out for us. We did have Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, whom... After the show convinced me, I already had him at plus one and a half. I bet him on the money line before the game. And then when they were down 10 nothing, I bet him at uh, plus 200 on the money line. So what do you think of that, Simon? That's a good day. It's a good day. I I was scared, honestly. When they were down 10, I was like, oh, my God. Would they finish with 150 yards total? But we got the cover. That's all that matters. But that's classic. We we didn't deserve it. But Tannehill gave us, what was it, four turnovers? Kind of a gift day. Tennessee just really gave away that game. Forget the opponent. They nameless gray faces. Yeah, it was it was rough. Of course, I gave it all back when I bet the the uh, Packers minus three and a half, and so that was kind of a kick in the dick, uh, the way they lost that game. So it ended up being a pretty ugly day for me. A couple quick things to review. We're going to get to the show. Last week, our foxhole bet was the Colts. Our Simon says bet was Atlanta. Uh, Scooch Roulette for Simon was the Colts. Was for me uh, for me it was the Falcons. So Simon, you won Scooch Roulette. I'm dominating you in Scooch Roulette. You don't want to know that record, Chad. Speaking of Scooch Roulette, <laughs> we may or may not have a special guest for our last show of the calendar year 2021. I'm just saying. Woo. Big guest. <laughs> yeah. And what's the exact date? Is it the 30th? It's the 30th. Big. All right. Very quickly. Very, very quickly. We're going against all the rules that Matt Mitchell told us pre-show, which was just be tight before you get to the games. Yep. Uh, it is Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> we're recording this. About five people will listen to this show before the Washington football team and the Eagles play and before the Rams and the Seahawks play. Do you have any thoughts on those games right now, tonight? Yep. If you for listening to this and you're lucky enough, take Washington football team first half, money line or on the spread. Eagles coming off, not playing any games for over 14 days now because they've been on a bye week. Then the game got pushed to Tuesday. Long, long layoff for an Eagles team. And they're getting good value now in Washington football team. They're having a third-string quarterback come in and play for them. So, to me, this will be a sloppy first half. I'd either take the under or just take the money line with Washington football team, try to get a little lucky. Um, not a great read on that the Rams-Seahawks game. It, like, deep down, I wanted to just take the Seahawks. I think you're getting a good number, divisional matchup, but – Again, we'll talk about it. It's just so hard to predict anything with all this crap going on with COVID. So I don't know. Professionally, me, it's like one of these dogs have to cover. I, I, I would take the Seahawks here at that number. That's a big number for this divisional matchup. And it's still Russell Wilson. All right, Tina. Welcome back from exile. Who do we got first? San Francisco 49ers at Tennessee Titans. This can't be right. 49ers on the road, three and a half point favorites against the Titans. Come on. I know. This is like the Chargers all over again. Like, of course, we're supposed to take Tennessee here. Um, yeah, this is ridiculous. Probably one of the, the tougher teams in all football. They're just a bruising team, and they dominate up front. And that's what's been huge for this 49ers team is they're one of the stronger teams on offensive line and D-line. And that's how they dominate these teams. They impose their will. I hate it. I hate that we have to take Tennessee here. What we do. This is a classic. We're buying low in Tennessee. I make this line a pick. The fact you're getting three and a half points 
it's it's crazy. It's the 49ers hype is as high as you can get. Atlanta gave away that game slash cover. They were, I believe, 0 for 16 inside the five yard line. Like again, let's let's process that. They got in there four times and came away with zero points inside the five yard line. Woo! That's you, you can't really depend on those kind of things, especially with this Tennessee team. They just had arguably one of their worst games of the year against Pittsburgh. That was a complete meltdown by them. Now they're coming home. Short week. 49ers are feeling great. I I, I don't know. Like I, Of course, we have to take Tennessee, but if I'm gonna, am I going to make this one of our five? I don't know, Chad, but I, I love, love Tennessee here. I have to take this number every time. Immediately, this is bright red siren, inflamed. Take this. This is crazy. The Titans defense is so much better than we thought they were earlier in the year. The 49ers are a very physical team that have also been benefiting from playing some pretty bad defenses. And this is not a team that you can sort of make mistakes against. The Titans are getting a little bit healthier at their skill positions. People say I'm too low on the 49ers. I get it. They, they're healthy. They're clicking on all the cylinders here. But if you go by just the math, you're basing off the math, off line movement and adjustment and what the public's going to do. You probably get a better than a 55% chance of covering this number blindly. So that means yeah. it, it, you're already slanted towards taking this Tennessee team. And when you look at the data, it's probably going to even bump that number up even more. So it, it's hard to pass on this one, but I, I just don't know if I'll, I can make it one of our five right now. Cleveland Browns at Green Bay Packers. This line has escalated a bit. It's Packers minus seven. Browns made a show last night against the, uh, against the Las Vegas Raiders. Nick Mullins, he really looked, you know, serviceable and showed some heart with that team. <sighs> exactly. <laughs> it's, I mean, there's no, there's nothing we can really do. That's, that's the problem with this season. It's like all this COVID stuff. I mean, the worst one to me, my biggest miss last week had to have been that Saints one. We always love taking the Saints. We love fading Brady. Yeah. And the Sean, Br- the Sean Payton being out is what just spooked me completely. And it's like, once again, I got duped by COVID. It, was, it did not matter. No, nothing mattered. Again, the reason we should have taken that game was just the defensive matchup, how they match up against Tampa. So that's what's hard with the, reading these ones. It's like those are big misses. This Browns one, if it was a normal year, I'd be all over the Browns. But because of everything going with COVID, it makes me want to go towards Green Bay. They're the healthier team. They've been practicing the last couple of weeks together. That's the thing people don't get. These Browns players haven't been practicing. They've just been sitting out. They can't come into the facility. So, yeah, it's like a, maybe I'll change once we get, maybe next show. But as we sit here on Tuesday with limited information we have, and I don't really know, like if it's Nick Mullins, Aaron Rodgers, or Case Keenum versus Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. And it's funny we're sitting here late December. We, we joked all summer about it, Chad. 28 to 1. That's what the Green Bay was to win the Super Bowl. 28 to 1. And that was all because of rumors about Rodgers leaving. Now I think they're, what, plus 450 to win the Super Bowl. So that's that's probably one of the few bets I'm going to end up making good money on, being able to hedge that out, because we know they're going to lose the NFC Championship game. It's what Green Bay does. But right now you have to feel great if you had 28-1 to for this Green Bay team. Actually, I thought about this the other night when they were up 28-17 and I was feeling really good, and they had the ball on the 30-yard line of the Ravens, and I had bet minus 3.5 live thinking – I am a live betting genius. And I had already in my head cashed it, reprogrammed how I'm betting going forward, which was instead of feeling like I have to bet every game, 
betting the games I feel most comfortable about with bigger numbers and then adjusting those games live, especially if I feel like the team that is better ends up down early because then all of a sudden I'm just getting a better number. And then the Packers regressed and all of a sudden for the first time all season didn't cover against a team with a backup quarterback and no defensive backs. No, it's the never ending back doors, Chad. Whatever side we're on, I'm just assuming we're going to get backdoored now. You can always come in my back door. Doesn't it feel like we've been playing from behind all year? Yeah. Things just haven't bounced our way. That's just gambling. I mean, you yeah. can put all the work and all the all the time and you still need the ball to bounce your way. And that's that's what it's been very humbling, humbling these last couple of weeks where we're on the wrong side of a lot of these ones. And a lot of these ones that come down to the final play, um, brutal. And especially like last night, that Bears, they should have covered that seven and they don't kick the extra point because that rule. And it's just like typical, typical, typical. They don't push on that seven. I do think it's brought us closer. <laughs> yeah. This is when you say, I agree. I agree. We've been in the foxhole. We haven't killed each other. We haven't blamed each other. We haven't gotten angry about it. We've made choices collectively, individually, and it's worked out like we're still buddies. No, it's the best. Thank you for the olive oil. You bet. Indianapolis Colts at Arizona Cardinals. Let's see. The Colts are one and a half point underdogs on the road at Arizona. Maybe they're pick. Maybe the Cardinals are pick. This is an interesting one. Yep. This is an interesting one. Do you have a strong opinion on this already? Of course. It's the Colts. Tell me why you think that. Well, actually, surprisingly, I love Arizona here. Colts team, it's inflated. If the Colts were plus three, plus three and a half, yeah, I'd be all over them. But the fact that it's moved down this number, it's the books are laying a trap. This this feels incredibly trappy, just like the the Patriots felt against this Colts team last week. Um, right now, your book, you have one and a half, which means you can tease us up to seven and a half. I just can't see why they would be doing that. Same with, with the Patriots last week. It kind of felt like they knew people would be teasing these standalone games. And they're giving you a number to get you across a square number that like they know, like someone, especially me, if I see seven and a half, I love that number, the public even more so. So when I saw this line initially, I, I immediately saw a trap. Um, when looked at the numbers, I made this line minus three for the Cardinals. So I'm getting a point and a half for the Cardinals. I'll take the value, but I, I hate going against my Colts team. Cause I don't know if you remember, this is like my all in team of the season. So I, I, I'm just playing the position, the spots, the bookmakers had the Colts winning 10 wins before the season started and went all the way down to eight, seven and a half once Carson Wentz got hurt to start the year. They lose this game. They win their next two. They'll fin- finish the year 10 and seven, right where the bookmakers had them. This just feels like a scheduled loss for this Colts team. Th- this kind of matchup, Arizona getting embarrassed against the Lions. I know Matt Mitchell wants us to fade fade hard, uh, Kingsbury, but can't, can't do in this position. Um, I'll either stay away or I'll just take the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury. All right. Well, it's interesting because when I was first asking you the question and you said the Colts, and then you said, actually, I love the Cardinals here. This to me, purely thinking about market logic was Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. You got the Colts beating the super hot. Everyone believes they're going to the Super Bowl Patriots in prime time and holding them off with a spectacular Jonathan Taylor run to really close the door. And you got the Cardinals losing to the Lions. Like, of course, the Cardinals are going to be deflated. 
Of course, the Colts are going to be inflated. Of course, you're going to go with the Cardinals in this game. Forget about Cliff Kingsbury. Forget about DeAndre Hopkins. Is he playing or not? You've got a team that all of a sudden feels like its season might be spiraling, a really good defense, and they're playing at home. They've actually been bad at home. That's again, this is the, there's a bunch of little things that's scary about the Cardinal team. They're two and four at home against the spread. Um, the biggest thing is they might be broken. That's the biggest fear right now is like they didn't look good against the Bears. We were all in that. We said they got lucky because all the short field Danny Dolan gave to them. They got dominated by the Rams. Again, that game looks closer on paper because they got that last touchdown at the very end of the game to make it, what is it, 30-23. They didn't look right in that game. And that Lions game was wild. The Lions didn't have Swift or their number one tight end. And they absolutely dominated this Cardinals team. So, for me, if if this wasn't such bad juju with the Cardinals, this no doubt would be either my Simon Says or Foxhole bet. Like, I I immediately – this one jumped off all the paper to me. But the fear is they're broken, and we already don't like their head coach. I mean, this is what we do. We fade this guy. So I, I don't know what to think here as you said on Tuesday, but I just know that I'm either going to be on the Cardinals or I'm just going to pass on this one. I, I know there's no chance I'll have money on the Colts. It's funny when you say a team is broken. That that ascribes such an emotional element to it. When I think of something that's broken, like the way you're describing it to me, feels like something that is broken emotionally. Yeah, and that's what these analytic little nerds don't get is half of football is mental. That's why these teams, like you just talked about, that Green Bay, they turned it off and they couldn't turn it back on. So the Ravens were easily able to come back on them. So we, we've seen it time and time again with these football teams. These teams get these big leads and they let them teams come back because football is such a mental game. Momentum can flip so easily in this kind of this sport, the way it's played. So it's just bad juju taking the Cardinals right now. Do you feel it too? Or are you just like, nah, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I think it's the exact <laughs> right spot to take the Cardinals. Yeah. No, no, that's what I mean. We have to either take it or pass. It's like, it's, yeah. you, you can't take the Colts here. I'm taking the emotion out of it, out of my decision-making. I don't disagree. It's an emotional game. Pro. Players are playing it, but for me, overrated, underrated, overinflated, underinflated, bad performance, good performance. Public loves it. Public against it. That's checking all the boxes. Matt Mitchell has reminded us in Slack that he, he, you know, he's the original fade Cliff Kingsbury. He did a very funny video last year about how much he hated Cliff Kingsbury in the second half of the year because he couldn't even win when he had Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. Week 10 of this year, Cliff Kingsbury was beaten by Cam Newton, who has turned out to be not so much resurgent. In week 11, they defeated Russell Wilson and his mangled finger. In week 13, they beat the Bears and Andy Dalton with nothing but short fields. In week 14, they were Matt Stafford's first big win ever, the first time that Matt Stafford ever beat a team five games plus over 500. And then in week 15, they were destroyed by Jared Goff. So two and three uh, with wins over Andy Dalton and a mangled Russell Wilson. That's That's why we're on the Cardinals this week, folks. (laughs) Right. 100%. Detroit Lions at Atlanta Falcons. The Lions are, say, five and a half point underdogs right now. Oh, God. I hate taking chalk. Like, these Lions have been so good to us, but we have to at this point. This Lions kind of moved moved too far at this point. Jared Goff's on the COVID list I saw yesterday. Atlanta, they're bad. Like, I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna defend it anymore. Like, people keep saying they beat, they, they beat a bunch of nobody teams. That's fair. This is a nobody team. Like, again, the Lions, that was an incredible win last week. 
they're bad. Again, they've been good against the spread. They're just not a team that knows how to win. So them coming off of a big win like they just did, we saw what happened. When they went to go play Denver, they had a complete letdown the following week. I guess we have to bank on that again. But the fact that Atlanta's coming off a bad loss, a one that they gave away, so many opportunities to score points, I just can't see Atlanta having such a bad week. They got the veteran quarterback and Matt Ryan, who statistically has actually been really good this year. I know you don't think that because we saw him go 0 for 16 inside the five-yard line, but Matt's been good this year, especially on throws downfield. So against a team like Detroit, that their biggest weakness is that secondary. This is just a nice matchup for this Atlanta team, and I would take it. But again, it's hard to feel confident about it. You know what I mean, Chad? It's like we just got burned so bad by Atlanta. I bet this one, I think Monday night, I'll bet it again a couple times this week, as long as it keeps moving my way. Um, I just know the public's going to be coming on Detroit, and I hate I hate public dogs. You should hate public dogs when they're connected to the Detroit Lions. Yeah, that's. I mean, we've we've swerved on that each time they've been the public dog, and it's worked out for us. I think yep. it was, what, the Eagles and then against Denver both yep. times. Yep. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Carolina Panthers. This is interesting. The Panthers are 11-point home dogs. To me, right when I saw this, I knew this was going to be one of my bets. I'll, I'll do it as a foxhole. Let's climb down into the foxhole. There's no, no one else is going to be joining us, Chad. Only a few people will bet this number. But with all the injuries that the Buccaneers have had, this plays right into the strength of this Carolina team. Carolina has a really good secondary. Now all I have to do is double AB, double Gronk, they don't have Fournette. They got Ronald Jones in that backfield. Godwin's out for the season. No one's really sure if Evans going to play in this game. I'd love, I would love to take Brady in this bounce back position, but the fact that this line was six and a half, seven, and now it's ballooned all the way up to 11, just because, again, Carolina didn't have a kicker in that game against Buffalo. They would have covered that number if they had a kicker. They had plenty of opportunities to cover that number, and they simply couldn't because they had to go for it on fourth down. I think we're going to get value here. If they would have covered last week, Carolina. I can see this number being eight, maybe eight and a half, just because of teasers, trying to keep Tampa Bay out of that value zone. Got no doubt Tampa will bounce back here. That's just too many points for such a banged-up Tampa team. So if you're a fan of this show and you bet these ugly games with us, you have to bet this one. This is an ugly number. It's divisional. They're at home. You have to take this number. If you're listening to this show and you don't bet this game and you like to bet, if you're deciding on Sunday I'm going to put some money on NFL football, and this isn't a game you bet, then you've learned nothing. Let me give you some context. Right now, 82% of the bets are coming in on the Bucks. nearly 50% of the money coming in on the Panthers. This is right. going to be the pro-Joe game of the week. Overvalued, undervalued, home dog of more than a touchdown. 80% of the bets coming in on the road favorite. All of these things signals in the noise for the underdog 100 jacksonville jaguars at new york jets is this the week that we bet on the jets less than a field goal favorite oh god this jaguars team man so so bad luckily i was on the number but i faded them in our money line round robin i just said houston's up to plus 200 at that point we had to take houston so I, I don't know what to make of this Jaguar team. Just looking at it on paper, again, I've gone to my head, if it gets the plus three, and I'm, it's the Jets and Jaguars, I'll take the Jaguars plus three. It's just how do you have any confidence betting any of these quarterbacks? Zach Wilson, he's good for a quarter. He's terrible for three quarters. Lawrence might be an absolute bust. 
his regression has been alarming. He's gotten worse every game this year. Um, his footwork has gotten terrible. His reads are terrible. So, yeah, we can we can move on. I, I, I'm not betting this game. I'll, I'll either take the plus three. I just won't touch it. I think that's an incendiary hot take. Stephen A. statement to say Trevor Lawrence is a bust. Certainly he's regressed, but that team is a fucking dumpster fire. He's got a coach who doesn't know how to coach anyone over 21 years old, has no support whatsoever, and is basically having to tell the coach, hey, you might want to put the best players on the field. Give this guy a chance to get right with a coach who they believe will be there for a while, with a guy who understands how to create coherence, who understands how to create an offense that he can learn. I'm not ready to to throw it all away in Trevor Lawrence. Again, you don't get the mental part of football, Chad. You're a nerd. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, he's wilted. He's on one of the biggest loser franchises in the history of football. Everything about him just screams bust. And even coming the year, I didn't really trust him. I was just like, you know what? I'll give benefit of the doubt to these scouts who are saying this kid's the next Peyton. Like he's one of the best prospects coming out. He's big. He's tall. He's strong. He's fast. Good arm. His mental is so bad. Like he's just fucking stupid. So yeah, you're right. If they get the right coach in there, maybe you can fix them. But to me, fading the Jags. It's easy to do. They've just never produced a good quarterback. I mean, what, Mark Brunel? When the hell was that? So, I don't know. Just I just don't have faith in the franchise and their decision-making. Maybe you're right. He'll be able to bounce back from it, but I've seen it with Sam Darnold. I've just seen these quarterbacks lose it. They lose that step. They lose that confidence. It's over. Well, look, it's no different than the scouts saying he's the next Peyton Manning. You know, you can be as wrong if you're being hyperbolic about how great he can be as you are about how bad he is. After seeing no games, he's Peyton Manning. After seeing 13 games, 14 games, whatever it is, he's a bust. Could be somewhere in between. But just look at your boy Fields. Fields is being slaughtered. And every every time he drops back, he's getting hit, no matter what. He was making big throws last night, big throws downfield. That's resilience. He's coming back. He was fighting. He put that touchdown in that was your own at the end of the game. That's what you're looking for for these rookies. New York Giants at Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are playing tonight. They're 10-point favorites in this game. Obviously, a lot can change. Mike Glennon is playing quarterback for the Giants. We don't know enough yet to really dig in on this game. My suggestion is that we reevaluate this game on Thursday. Yeah, my suggestion is if you get 10 and a half, I'd grab it, and then you can just buy out of it later. Um, Just in case the Eagles look like shit and lose, this number will drop by like three points. So to me, I would just take that number real quick because – that's a, that's a big, big number for a divisional matchup between these two. They always Is that play a Simon the says? Are you, are you Simon saying? No, nah, I can't do that. Because like you just said, we don't really know what the fuck's going to happen with this Eagles matchup. And because of, uh, I don't know. I don't want to go against my Eagles, my best bet of the week. And because of COVID. A little bit. Because who knows? Los Angeles Chargers at Houston Texans. So the Chargers break our heart. They strike a lightning bolt through the core of our beings. Talk about emotional. They're on the road now against the Texans, nine and a half point uh, favorites. I'd wait on it. It's yeah. one of those games. I just wait. You'll bet. You'll hopefully you'll be able to get a ten or something with Houston. But Chargers team, they usually beat up on these bad teams. So uh, um, I'm a little scared taking Houston team off a win. But I've seen it time and time again. This Houston team plays. They play well at home, and we've seen Davis Mills. Say what you want about them. He might have been the second or third best rookie this season. I mean, the kid has. Again, he's only beating the Jaguars. I get that. He's not, not that's nothing to really ho hum about. But a lot of these games, he keeps them in close. He makes big throws. So uh, I don't know. 
I feel like the value right now is technically on the Chargers because underneath the key number of 10. But I just could I just don't feel comfortable taking that that big of a number. So I, I'd probably wait and hopefully take Houston. Here, I, I agree with you. I think Texan is going to be the right side when it all comes down to it. And the money and the picks are coming in on the Chargers. But if we're going to be willing to take the Panthers in similar situations against a much better team in the Bucs, I can't not take the Texans, who I think have shown the ability to keep these games close. And like you said, with Davis Mills, perform much better than we expected against a Chargers team that is just doing consistent. And I think, like, you talk about emotion. It's hard to come back from what they lost on Thursday. It isn't. It isn't, though. They didn't think they were in the wrong. They thought they did everything right. So uh, to me, they're they're probably just thinking, you know, that's what we do. That's how why we are where we are this year. So I don't see them affecting that much. But everything you said is true. For, if you're willing to take Carolina, you, you kind of have to take the Texans for the same exact reason. It's just way too big of a number for a team that doesn't deserve, deserve all that respect. Buffalo Bills at New England Patriots. The Bills, anywhere from one and a half to two and a half point dogs against the Patriots on the road is this the week my friend where you buy into mac jones um again i i would love to keep crushing mac jones because patriots fans are like the worst fan base in the world but he's good man like that was unbelievable what he did in that colts matchup like everything i thought was gonna happen did happen he was looked like a rookie he he got dominated uh, scheme wise, he just could not figure out that Colts defense, and then he figured it out. And he was very cool, comic collective. Even the fact that he was getting punched in the mouth on multiple plays, like he was literally getting hit, popping right back up, making big throws. I fucking hate it, man. It's like crazy the Patriots go from Tom Brady to fucking Mac Jones. It, it honestly really pisses me off. But he's he's by far the best rookie. Like I can't. There's no denying it. This kid is tough as shit. He's smart and he makes big throws. And like that to me is one of the most important things in football. It's like can you get him in the mouth, throw a bad pick, then come out, throw a touchdown? Like that's 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 how you know you can be in this league. You you just get over it, move on to the next play. But what the fuck? This number is too too much. Like it's gonna be it's about to be plus three. What are we doing here? I I had to take the bills. I have to put bills and teasers. I don't know. It, to me, this is like the the bills, not Super Bowl, but like this is what they've been thinking about for two two weeks. Like they they just want to get back at this Patriots team so bad. They got embarrassed at home. It's it's scaring me that it's moving this much because that means a lot of professional money's coming on the Patriots and they obviously have a read on this. But the, the few games this week where it's a no brainer teaser, it, it's this Bills number. This this number, great for teasing. You can tease it up to eight and a half right now if you have a two and a half line in your book. Um, I like this Bills number a lot, especially if it reaches three. What uh, what did you power rate it at? Pick. I just I honestly didn't know what to really do with it. Like I gave a little bit of a home field advantage to this Patriots team, so that's why. I almost made them minus one, but based off matchups, what what each team can do, they're, they think it's going to be good weather in the on the East Coast this this upcoming holiday. Like you know, Christmas is Saturday. They play Sunday. Supposedly it's supposed to be a nice day. It, it, everything points to me taking the Bills, but it's so hard to do on a Tuesday. That's what I mean. Like if there was no COVID, I'd be all over this number right now. But to me, it's kind of one you have to wait just because both these teams. It's it's so it's so close. It really is a pick like both these teams are just so equal. Um, I, I just can't give it out right now. The Patriots have been one of your blind spots all season. We just fucking won on the Colts against the Patriots. Yeah. Once. Once. All right. We won week one with Miami against them. We won with the Saints against them. Twice. Three eat, times. Eat some maybe. of that clam chowder, Chad. 
I feel like I was on the Colts as much as anybody. I might have swayed you onto the Colts. You were becoming like a Mac Jones sycophant. <laughs> That's not true. No, I like we, won on, we won on the Patriots against the Tennessee Titans, which I had to beg you to take the New England minus six against the Tennessee Titans. So I'm I'm all right with this Patriots team. I haven't done terrible with them. Uh, the Kryptonite's I like the, the Jaguars. I like the Bills in this spot too. The holidays are here and FanDuel Sportsbook has a gift for all new customers. No, not a new pair of slippers. We're talking about 30 to 1 odds on any Christmas Day NBA or NFL game. Just sign up for Sportsbook and bet on any team to win any of the seven marquee matchups taking place on Christmas. And if your bet wins, you'll be paid out 30 times your wager. That's right. You can turn a $5 bet into 150 bucks. This Christmas night, I'm back in the Arizona Cardinals against the Colts. There's no better place to bet on Christmas Day than on America's number one sportsbook. It's simple and easy to use the app with great new offers every day. And when I win, FanDuel will pay you your winnings in as little as two hours. Don't miss your chance to win 150 bucks on a $5 bet. Sign up with promo code favorites to place your first FanDuel sportsbook wager on any NBA or NFL Christmas Day game for exclusive 30 to 1 odds. Our gift to all new customers. Download FanDuel Sportsbook today with promo code FAVORITES. You must be 21 and older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $150. Bonus for Tennessee users is fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours and expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FANDUEL.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. The Tennessee Red Line is 1-800-889-9789. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. I think we want to hold off on this till Thursday. Los Angeles Rams. At Minnesota Vikings. Rams are two and a half point favorites right now. Take the Rams. Like this, this is my Simon Says bet. But the problem is. Oh, God. We do what Simon Says. I know. The problem is COVID. I would love for people to take this number now before the Rams do play, just in case they do blow out the Seattle team. But uh, I don't know what to do. Just because it's just, there's so much unknowns. So much can change from now until Sunday. So it's tough to say, but we can mark it down as my Simon says, but very cowardly. I'm going to give you the opportunity to change your mind on Thursday. Thank you. It's a lot going on. It's going to be a big public side too. Like, sorry to cut you off, but I know the Rams are going to be a huge public side, but to me, it's just crazy. That number's under, under three. Baltimore Ravens at Cincinnati Bengals. The Ravens now two and a half point dogs on the road against the Bengals who, if you recall, the last time the Ravens played the Bengals, we said, bet the Bengals future odds to win the AFC North now because they're going to change. And sure enough, they beat the Ravens. The odds changed. 
now they're first place team. Yep. They were plus a thousand when we said that. So it's, if you've been waiting to hedge, you can hedge now or you can let it ride if you believe in the Bengals in this matchup. But again, you're going to see a pattern here, people. If, if this hits plus three, we take the Ravens every single time. And this, in a late December matchup, not even going off the head coach discrepancy, like Harbaugh is that much better of a head coach than what we have, what we have with the Bengals. But to me, this Ravens team, if they lose, they lose close. Okay. And you're getting a plus three number. We've been burned by them with these numbers. Okay. The number has mattered in each matchup they've had, even though they've lost these games, they've been covering. So maybe I'll finally get burned by finally going against the, uh, going with the Ravens team, but I have to do it. If it's plus three in this divisional matchup, I have to take it. Yeah. Completely agree. It's hard. It's hard. Like you look at this and think like what's Lamar Jackson's status. They're losing all these defensive backs, but when you talk about analytics, we talked about it earlier in the show. Harbaugh plays it differently than, say, Brandon Staley does, where Brandon Staley seems to be running some kind of meta experiment about analytics. Harbaugh is actually playing the game of analytics. See, he, even, even Harbaugh fucked it up, though. Like, the first touchdown he got when they were down 14, that's when you go for two. Not, not the second touchdown. You go for it on the first touchdown. Because then if you miss the first touchdown, then you go for on the second touchdown and make it a 14-point game. So, again. That's that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's so hard to handicap these games because these coaches are smart, but they're fucking idiots at the same time. It's it's just tough. Where it's like, yeah, Harbaugh gets the analytics, but he fucked it up. Where it's like, no, the first touchdown you go for two, not the second touchdown. But again, whatever. I like how I try to make a point, and then you tell me how I'm completely wrong. But you, what you're saying is true though. Like they're more accepting of it, but it's just Harbaugh in that instance messed it up. Chicago Bears at Seattle Seahawks. Bears plus seven at Seattle. Keep it moving. Well, I'll take the Bears and I'll lose money again because Matt Nagy's an awful head coach. But the Bears are the worst underdog team statistically ever under Matt Nagy. Like, there's never been a worse team at covering as an underdog than they have been with Matt Nagy. So, don't bet this game, people. Yeah, there was some stat today. Like three and twenty-two was a dog of more than three and a half. He's a fucking he's a disaster. I, I feel so bad for Bears fans. Denver Broncos at Las Vegas Raiders. Teddy's got a concussion. They broke our heart on Sunday. Ah, God, I know. I know Teddy's not coming back and such a great time to take Teddy. Teddy covers as a dog on the road. So we'll, we'll pass. I, I'm almost positive. They said no matter what, it's going to be Drew Locke um, this Sunday. But yeah, after squeaking by with a Raiders money line, I, I don't want to bet them again. I agree. These teams are both a pass for me right now. Pittsburgh Steelers at Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Steelers are now 10-point underdogs. Fire away on the Chiefs, baby. Interesting. <laughs> I know. I, I knew that you would think I would be on Pittsburgh, but I'm not. I love you, Mike Tomlin. I know it's December, but I'm not fucking down it. It's a fine line between, you know, drinking wine and squashing grapes. Uh, this, is the, this is the rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. Drop it, Mitchell. A rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. Get them ready to take the field every series. Take the field! We gotta dominate! Let's go! Take away! Take the field! Take the field! Take the field! This is when you fade, Mike Tomlin. Off a home win as a dog. This will be by far one of my favorite unders of the week. I, I love this under so much. I always bet the unders anyway with the Chiefs at home. But this Chiefs defense, they they again, that Chargers game, 
they the Chargers are doing whatever they want. They're going up and down the field. That was an indoor game in a controlled environment. This Chiefs team outdoors has just for some reason really held offenses down. So to me, this is a nice, nice spot to take an under and a favor, which is rare. Usually I like taking the dog in an under position, but to me, this is such a big total, a big spread. What is it? I think I'm, I have to check. I think it was 48, 48 and a half. 10 points is not worth as much when it, if it was 40, maybe I'd be leaning more towards Pittsburgh, but there's enough wiggle room there that I like this Chiefs in this position. I am shocked. That's a big, big number for a team that has a really good defense in the Steelers. And, yeah, for and I Chiefs think the Chiefs are overrated, but. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs don't cover numbers like this. It goes against everything we've said all year about the Chiefs. It's going to burn me, Chad, but I made the number 12 and a half. It's 10. I think I'm getting two and a half points of value. No excuses, no explanations. Total on this game right now is uh, 40 and a half. Yep. Wow. This is the opposite of Every single thing we've talked about on this game, on this uh, podcast all season long. <laughs> Not at all. There's times we take big favorites. It's just very rare. It's stunning. It's stunning to me. I know. You don't think the books know what they're doing? They're fucking sucking you in, buddy. Why wouldn't they make this seven and a half, eight and a half? They would get the same amount of money on the Pittsburgh team as they would on the Chiefs. But they're putting it all the way up there because they need people to come in on Pittsburgh. Washington football team at Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, 10 and a half point favorites. This, not knowing about tonight, assuming Taylor Heineke is playing, this should be Simon Says. Get on the fucking Washington football team right now. How can we, though? We don't know who's going to be back from COVID. So, yeah, I'm with you. If their whole defense is back healthy, they practice all week, and their quarterbacks come back, and they practice too. Love, love Washington. We don't, Dallas has not looked right ever since Dak's come back from that injury. He just has not. I mean, they barely beat the Giants last week. What was that, 21 to 6? And one of them was a defensive touchdown, maybe? I don't even remember. But I just remember thinking that whole time, Giants should be winning this game or at least covering. They just couldn't do it. Dallas' defense is for real. They're all healthy right now. This is another game where if I can't figure out a side or a to- uh, pick a side, I'll probably just end up taking the under in this game. Last game, Monday Night Football. Miami Dolphins. At New Orleans Saints. Miami is a three-point underdog. Dude, dude, give me the fucking Dolphins here. Love them. Thank you. Love them. Love, right there with you. Love, love this number. I took it at three and a half. The fact that the money and the tickets are coming in on uh, the Saints and the numbers move down to three, that's, that's best case scenario. That means other pro groups have hit Miami as well. So love this number. As long as it stays above one and a half, two which again, I talk all the time, two is a key number. I love Miami and I can see this being one of our five. This makes no sense to me. No, it's an overreaction to a Saints team that put up nine points. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. We got an interesting little lineup coming on here. Yeah, it's I mean, we're talking about potentially the cards, maybe, maybe the line, maybe the Falcons, maybe the Panthers, maybe the Bills. We'll see what happens with the Rams tonight. We might like that. Maybe the Chiefs, which you love, like your enthusiasm was a little overwhelming. Miami, wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Our foxhole is going to be the Panthers minus, uh, plus 11 against the Bucks. <sighs> Scooch roulette it for me, buddy. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch roulette. You're uh, clearly killing me, so talk to me. Scrooge Roulette, uh, no-brainer. 
We just talked about it. Miami plus. Oh, fuck you. I want to take the Dolphins. God damn it. (laughs) Got it. Got to do it. I'll take the Chiefs. Wow. Look at you coming to the dark side. Yeah, I was I was almost going to take the Cardinals. I was going to say that's that's probably the most pro line this week. Honestly, the Cardinals line. That's what I think, too. All right. I think we've covered it all. I think we've done a whole show. We got in all the notes that Matt Mitchell wanted us to get in about where to find things and uh, what we're doing for the rest of the year. We got in our full slate. We got in our foxhole. We got in our Simon Says. Thursday, we'll narrow it down. We'll do the Moneyline Parlay. We'll do the Big Balls Bet of the Week. That's all she wrote. This has been the favorites for the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Melman. He is Simon Hunter. Download us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Feedback is a gift. We don't care what you say in there. We are reading all of them. Also, please rate us on Spotify. Spotify came up with a big update. Rate us on Spotify. Until Thursday. Love you. Love you.